Hello, my name is Danette. What I want to do for my marriage is to thank my husband more often and appreciate him. I find that I personally always want to dwell on the bad things. And uh, the other night I was talking to him and I think in my heart I really wanted to start a fight. And I asked him, you know, what it is that, uh, how he feels loved. You know, I guess I really wanted to tell him how I felt love. And his way of giving love is, I love doing things for you, making you food. But all of a sudden, my heart was melted and I was like, I can't believe I was going to pick a fight with you. And I found myself thanking him and telling him, I was so glad that I have him in my life and that he does these things for me. You know, sometimes, let's face it, we get a little out of sorts, moody, angry, and uh, we think we deserve a good fight to get it out. And you know, sometimes that works in terms of just being able to discuss things and argue about things, and every couple's different. I know some of you are able to do that and prayerfully and hopefully resolve it at the end and uh, kiss and make up, as they say. And others can be also uh, damaging. You can bury it and uh, not discuss it and hope it goes away and then get angry in a passive-aggressive way and increases uh, the likelihood of more problems down the road. So today, how do you successfully talk to your spouse? Not at your spouse, but with your spouse. And what is communication? We're doing this conference coming up in Albuquerque in a few weeks. And, and one of the five things that get us derailed in, in our marriage is ineffective communication. Criticism. Boy, that just destroys. In fact, criticism and defensiveness are the two most dangerous things in a marriage. Blocking uh, your emotions. Maybe not listening. Not learning how to resolve problems and leave them unresolved. That can be so damaging in our lives. And so today we want to talk a little bit, share a little bit, hear the stories of people who are learning to be more successful in how they communicate. So I hope you'll stay around. And by the way, our comment line is just a resource for us as we hear from all over the country, from our podcast and our radio broadcast, people telling us how they're being intentional, what difference it's making. Would you share your story with us? No stories too small, no stories too big. Tell us. 888-888-1717 is that number. 888-888-1717 if you want to share a story with us for future use. Today, how to successfully communicate in your marriage. If I could do one thing to improve my marriage, it would be to take the time to listen to the Holy Spirit. When uh, my emotions start running high and what they normally mean is I'm not getting my way or things aren't going as I expect them or I'm a little tired, if I'd only take that time to listen, I know things would be better not only in my marriage, my relationship with Christ and with the other people around me. My husband and I, one thing that we've been working on to help our marriage succeed is communication. Uh, with he as the head of the family, he really puts himself in a position to be the giver of his love. And then me as the recipient, and that has opened up our lines of communication. It is, it's all about just being open to each other and being willing to give as well to receive. That's good. You know, I think that in marriage, generally speaking, we want to communicate, and we do in some fashion, either verbally or non-verbally. I think it's the quality of communication that tends to be a problem in many marriages. Unresolved issues, topics that never get addressed, the elephant in the room that gets ignored or put off to a later point, 
or a discussion begins, a talk begins, communication begins, and then gets shut down by virtue of we never can come to an agreement. It goes around and around, and then we divert onto another topic. And to be a successful communicator, it begins with what the airline industry uses, and that is the process to make sure that the message that is communicated is the message that's sent. When the ground sends a message, the pilot hears it, and vice versa, repeats back. One of the simple things that we can do in our marriage, one of the strategies for communicating, is to simply make sure that when your spouse says something, you not only heard the words, but you understood what he or she was trying to say. To clarify, is this what you meant? When you said this, is, that, is this what I thought I heard you say? Even repeating back what they said uh, is really very reaffirming, powerful in terms of marriage. What's the roadblock? 888-888-1717. Lisa, welcome to the program. Thank you, Mr. Carlson. What's your question today? Well, um, first of all, the only reason why me and him are together is because of a tragic experience that happened in my life. But I am having a hard time with his stubbornness and me trying to get my way because I see him going down one path or I see her fail, he's going down the wrong path and I want to direct him over to this side, the good side, so that he's able to do the right thing. Because he's made a lot of mistakes in his life. Mm-hmm. I know I have too, but I'm trying to direct him to a better path. And he goes to counseling all day. And I don't know if I'm fighting the counselors or if I'm fighting him or what I'm doing, but I can't seem to get through to him uh-huh. about changing his life around and going down the right path. Well, Lisa, listen, you care for him. You want the best for him. But, you know, we can't change another person. And uh, when we try, usually it fails. In fact, I would say most often it will fail 95% of the time because a person isn't going to change until they want to change, until they see that their life needs to go in another direction. I would change my strategy in communicating with him and be focused on some specific issues in your relationship that you're concerned about. Not about him, not about what he needs to do, not about how he needs to change, because that can become spiritual nagging, uh, Lisa, and we're not the Holy Spirit. But if there are specific issues in your marriage or in your relationship that need to be addressed, raising kids, for instance, we had, we had a problem here with a teenager, here's a problem, now let's talk about that. If we have an issue with finance, we would need to talk about that. But when we move from a specific challenge that we need to address to a process of preaching at another person, we lose them. Whenever, nobody wants to be preached at. I don't, you don't. It's just not the way uh, you know, we want to interact with each other. Okay, Lisa, appreciate your call. You're welcome to join us today. We're talking about uh, keys to successfully communicating with your spouse And if you have a roadblock or you have a strategy that has been working for you, one thing that's been making a difference, uh, let us know at 888-888-1717. My wife would want to communicate with me or argue with me or anything. I would just clam up, not say nothing, absorb what she would say and wouldn't react at all. Um, try to just let the problem or the issue go away and just be quiet. I try to live by the motto, a word is said until it is said. 
then it lives forever. So I try to think about the words I want to live forever before I say them. My son is just listening with me on your program, and he said, I heard this somewhere. It says, never fire off the mouth until the brain is fully loaded. (laughs) All right. Hey, listen, those are pithy ways of saying in a moment, in a sentence, what we try to say in a half hour here on Intentional Living. 888-888-1717. You know, Communication is a decision, and if you didn't grow up in a home where you had healthy communication, uh, good communication, there wasn't an opportunity to express what you're feeling, uh, solve problems together, communicate, then when you go off and get into a marriage, you take the same pattern from your childhood or from your youth into your marriage, and you anticipate or expect that communication in marriage will be similar to what it was like in your home. And one of the reasons it's so difficult in marriage is that before marriage, we tend to talk because we're in pursuit mood, we're a mode, we're in the mode of connecting with this person. We want to, you know, love on them and we want to develop this relationship. But after we get married, so often we fall back into the patterns from our youth and from our childhood and from our home, which can be very unhealthy and certainly not productive when it comes to uh, connecting with each other. Okay, Natasha is on the line in New Mexico. Hi there. Dr. Randy. Oh, I appreciate your call. Sound like we got a bad phone line. Are, are you on a cell? Uh-oh. Yes. Okay. Is that better now? It's that, pretty windy here. That's ba- Oh, yeah, the wind. I think that's what it was. <laughs> All right. What's the one thing that keeps you from communicating well with your husband? Well, I think that part of our communication when we do have issues is that our intentions aren't always matched with the words that come out. Mm. Can you have an example? Um, my husband may be intending to, uh, show his love, but like you said before, it may come out as preaching. Mm. You know, he may be trying to give me an example of something that he's done to resolve an issue that we're having on a personal note, but it comes out as talking at me instead of with me. Yeah. Oh boy, I'm I'm guilty. <laughs> I'm guilty of that one, <laughs> Natasha. You know, I, I'm on the air every day and I'm here to teach and counsel and help people, encourage people and so on. And it's easy for me to then go home and try <laughs> and try to do that with my with my wife Donna or when the kids were home. Uh and, and it's you know, thinking, Well, I'm just trying to love on you, I'm just trying to help you, but it's not the way it's right. the intention isn't with the way it's being received. Well, and it's interesting that you said the word help because my husband uses that a lot too. He wants to help me. <laughs> and sometimes I just need him to listen or I yeah. just need him to um to to reciprocate in the conversation. So yeah. it sometimes it's just a matter of, of learning how what his way of speaking to me is. So we and we've just recently had one of those conversations where, you know, it's kind of tell me what you need from me and I'll tell you what I need and then give that to me. <laughs> but it, I mean, it really works out well when we understand where we come from and our differences because he's a much different personality type than I am. Yeah. That's good. Listen, I'll tell you one of the things Natasha you mentioned intentions that our intentions sometimes are misunderstood. I tell people when it comes to communication that we judge ourselves by our in, by our intentions. We judge other people by their words or by their action. And that is a huge uh, problem in many, many marriages. I think you really hit on it. 
Because when we look at our intentions, intentions to help you, my intention is to love you, my intention is to make your life better, my intention is to come along and support you as your spouse, but what is heard is often criticism, not measuring up, you don't, you think I'm stupid, you don't think I know what I'm doing, or whatever. And so intention doesn't match experience for people. So how do you how do you deal with that? I think uh, Natasha, one of the ways you do it, as you mentioned, is just being taking time to clarify your intentions. What what is your true intention? What is it you really trying to communicate, and how, why? And maybe there's a better way of communicating that. And in doing that, it makes your marriage uh, a whole lot more productive and healthy. Amen. Yes. Amen to that. Okay. Hey, thank you, Natasha. Thank you. Bye bye. All right. Have a good day there in New Mexico. A land of enchantment. Hey, listen, uh, we have a list up on on the website called The Intentionals for Love and Respect and Marriage, and I, I give you the top ten list of how to communicate with your spouse. And the first thing I say is listen without interruption. Feeling heard creates intimacy. It's better to say nothing than to try to speak up and confuse the matter. Just listen without interruption. And here's two more from the list of top 10. Husbands, how about asking your wife, what one thing can I do this week that will make you feel most loved by me? And then do it. And vice versa. Wife, ask your husband, what one thing can you do this week that will make you feel most respected by me? And then do it. The other seven uh, of the intentionals on, on uh, love and respect are right there on our website at theintentionallife.com. They're there for you today. Dr. Randy, this is Chris, and I had the most uh, profound experience. Uh, By my own admission, I normally listen to the music on your station, but I caught you making a comment that hit so powerfully home to me, I have been shaken days later. In fact, it has so profoundly given me insight into a marriage of over 30 years, I'm pretty much shell-shocked. And that comment was, when your spouse is non-communicative and non-emotional, that that spouse is the most powerful in the relationship. So when I heard Dr. Randy say this, it unlocked this mysterious piece of, wait a minute, (laughs) I can stop pounding myself against the wall, maybe, just maybe, I'm not this controlling, demanding on my knees, begging, crying, screaming, writing letters. I have done everything conceivable in my power to get him to open up. Never once understanding until Dr. Randy shared that that's because he has all the power when he is withdrawn. I never saw that as a powerful position. I saw myself as the controlling one. Very interesting. That's the first time I've heard that. Thank you, Chris, for sharing it. And I I would add, probably, that you both are pretty powerful. We can be powerful in a lot of different ways. I mean, think about our children. They're great examples. Sometimes it's too personal to think about ourselves. Think about powerful kids. How are they powerful? They can be powerful by being moody. They can be powerful by being quiet. They can be powerful by passive aggressiveness. Uh, There's lots of ways we can be powerful, and sometimes just uh, pulling in 
And not communicating is a very powerful thing. And so again, here's the law. Here's the principle of intentional living. I can be responsible for me, but not for them. So I don't have to yell and shout and beg and write letters. I just uh, back off, love them, pray for them, and be the person I need to be in the relationship. And uh, when we do that, when we do that on a regular basis, Chris, I think you're seeing it. It's kind of an aha moment for you. That is really a form of being intentional in your marriage. Successful people are intentional about the words that they speak. The next word that comes out of their mouth. I think successful people are intentional about the next minute and how they're going to use it. I think successful people are intentional how they spend the next dollar. Very intentional. You know, being intentional in the next moment doesn't mean that by being intentional, God's going to love us more or you know, He's going to save us because we're intentional. It's all of His work. But I'll tell you what, uh, God does the saving, but we do the living every day. We have to make a decision how we choose to live. Are we going to be faithful in our relationships? Are we going to be faithful in our relationship to Him? And as I said, that's an excerpt from the teaching this month on how small things aren't always so small. And as I said, successful people are successful in the next minute. They're successful in the next dollar. They're successful in the next word. They're successful in the next thing they do. And that's why we come around with the power of one thing. What one thing am I going to do today? It's going to bring glory to God and benefit to myself and, frankly, those I love. That's the message. Hey, listen, I just want to say thanks to our members. You guys and ladies allow us to do this. We need your help. We need your support so we can reach more people through our podcast and here on the radio to keep us going. And we're doing something special. This month, of course, all members, you receive automatically the master class, this one on the topic of small things aren't so small. But for new members, those of you joining us, how much? Whatever God lays on your heart, but a dollar a day is going to go a long way. It's $30 a month. I want to send you a book from my bookshelf here, Max Lucado's Outlive Your Life, Our Gift to You. Just go to theintentionallife.com, theintentionallife.com, or call during West Coast Business Hours, 888-888-1717, and uh, press number two. You're listening to Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional living is not intended to be therapy by radio, but it is intended to help you live an intentional life in Jesus Christ. Randy. Indeed. Thank you, Kurt, and I welcome you to the Intentional Living Center. If you've just uh, rolled in here today, Intentional Living is a worldwide outreach uh, with a simple message, and uh, that is that God's intentions are good toward you. He loves you. He's got great intention for you. And an intention is a purpose. Intention is a goal, and intention is a movement. It's a sense of direction in our lives. God's intention toward you is very positive. It's it's loving. The question is, what are your intentions back toward him, toward the world? What are your intentions today? What is your purpose? What is your direction? What decisions are you making? Listen, you're the only one that decides. You decide if you're going to be intentional or not. And uh, we're here to encourage you to do it because we know at the end of the day, God is honored, and you benefit. Those are the two things that happen. God is honored, and you benefit. Your marriage will be better. As we're talking communication today, you start getting uh, intentional about your marriage communication today, and I can almost guarantee you a week from today you're going to be better off. It's a decision you make. 
It really is. So um, let's go to the calls. We've got Bob waiting for us online here. Three. Hi, Bob. Hi, Randy. I appreciate your call. I really appreciate your ministry and your program. It's been a great help. Thank you. Uh, one thing that I found that helped uh, our communication, frequently my <clears throat> wife would come to talk to me while I was reading, and I'd be giving her my undivided attention, <clears throat> but I wouldn't be looking at her. And she would be really hurt and think that I was not receiving what she was sending. And I realized that by dropping what I'm doing, looking her in the eye, and also giving her some feedback, yeah, that's right, or whatever, and uh, even if I'm listening to her and looking at her, if I'm not responding, I may be agreeing with her internally, but if I don't uh, communicate that verbally, um, she just doesn't really think that I, I do understand her or agree with her. Well, they say the eyes are window to the soul, and there's a truth in that. When we are speaking with each other, having eye contact is a really important part of that process. Has made a difference in your marriage as a result of that, Bob? Yes, and you know, it's, uh, I was always really concerned and valued her opinion, but uh, she really didn't believe that if I didn't give her that sort of attention and that feedback. Yeah, great reminder, good insight. How many years you've been married, Bob? Uh, Fifty. Fifty years. Congratulations. All right. Hey, I appreciate your call today, and glad you're listening, Bob. Appreciate it. Well, still learning, and appreciate all your all your tips. I really enjoy the intentional living. God bless you. Thank you, Bob. Appreciate it. Uh, Bernie is uh, on the line next. Hi, Bernie. Hi. How are you? Good. Good. What's your Good. What's your comment on communication? I was listening to the young lady that was calling about her um, partner, spouse, husband, whatever it was, not listening to her and going off in the wrong direction. And I found out, I got saved when I was 35. I'd been married already for several years, and my husband was not. And he would... He was very much a tangent thrower. He'd get angry, stomp off, and, you know, that kind of behavior. And I found out that I needed to, when he would get like that, and he would stomp off into the grudge and couldn't agree on anything, and he was angry, all I needed to do was pray and ask the Holy Spirit to go speak to him. Not argue. You know, not that you're not entitled to your opinion, but not continue the argument at all or not pursue mm. him if he stomped the way, you know. And you know what? God is so merciful. And it's not that it's a manipulation thing where you're asking God to tell him something. It's that you're asking the Holy Spirit to help him understand what's going on here and what needs to happen. And you know what? He, <laughs> it was amazing to me just amazing to get up get over yourself and just let god deal with it just let the holy spirit talk to them and people will say oh well you know if they're not saved they don't have the holy spirit well who do they think woos them to get saved it is the holy spirit that comes you know and and it's you know it's the lord woos people gently it was amazing to me how the lord would it's the old saying let go let god and and ask the lord Mm-hmm. You know, these situations where it was, he was definitely out of line, you know, or it was a, it might have even been a sin thing, 
you know, where you knew that was wrong and that you couldn't go along with it, but you weren't going to argue him out of it either. And the Lord would just go in there, soften his heart, change his mind, and he'd come back sometime later and, and, and was over it. <laughs> well, what you've done is you said it well. You got over yourself, too. So often we get sucked into the drama of communication that's not working instead of getting a 5,000-foot view where we're looking over the situation where we can have uh, a little more of a perspective, and when we have a perspective from God's viewpoint, uh, getting over ourselves and allowing God through His Holy Spirit to work in your spouse's life is a is a great reminder. Appreciate that. Hey, Bernie, thank well, after you. After several years, he did get saved. <laughs> Amen to that. That's a great way of capping it. Thank you for your call. Yes. Okay. I would talk, 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 talk to him, and sometimes he would respond, and sometimes he wouldn't. And so after about 17 years, communication was a really bad issue, and I had just had it, and I was going to walk away, and I decided, you know, I married him because I loved him. And we just needed to write down what was good and what was bad in our marriage. And I did that and walked away, and a couple days later, the anger wasn't so bad, and I looked again and realized there was tremendous things about him that I hadn't really put down, and so I filled in the good side a little bit more and walked away and came back, and by the third time, the bad things were rather petty, irritating, because I let them be, but they were petty. God has become so much a part of our lives that we can now sit and talk about it. Boy, I think uh, she just echoed what Bernie was sharing there about getting over yourself, and Bernie put it so beautifully in terms of of getting over yourself so you can uh, turn your spouse over to God and let God do a work in their life. Very powerful. Intentional love. It's the key to opening up intimacy and closeness in your life and marriage. What's the process to build an intentional marriage? The reality is there should be a great big sign across our foreheads on the day we get married that says, Assembly Required. Join Dr. Randy Carlson for laughter and inspiration at the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night. It's good to get some updated advice and information to help us with our marriage. To grow closer in our relationship and just come away with some ideas and some techniques that we can use. Hi, this is Dr. Randy Carlson, and I want to invite you to the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night, celebrating marriage and giving you the secrets to what intentional love can do to create intimacy, closeness, and unity in your marriage. Don't miss the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night, Saturday, November 4th at 7 p.m. at New Beginnings Church in Albuquerque. Get your tickets today at theintentionallife.com. And you know, everyone's invited. You may not be near Albuquerque, but ever thought about a maybe a fall vacation? Come to Albuquerque, beautiful place, the whole state of New Mexico, the land of enchantment. Love to have you come and make part of it, uh, stopping by on that uh, Saturday night to join us for the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night. Tickets have been going like crazy. Gold Circle is sold out and general admission going fast. So I'd love to have you come. If you know some folks in the Albuquerque area, let them know. Hey, you want to do something special for your marriage? How about a date night? Information's available at our website when you go to theintentionallife.com, theintentionallife.com. There's a little icon there for events. Click on it, and all the information is there for you. Today, with everything going on, all the challenges for you guys as parents trying to raise those kids, you need a little break to get focused on the things that matter. And I promise I'm going to give you some things that will make a difference. 
for you and your marriage. So come and be with us. Again, find it out at theintentionallife.com. We got to run. I hope you've learned some things today and enjoyed sharing with you and uh, teaching some things that will be helpful on how to be successful in learning to communicate with your spouse for God's glory and your benefit. That is an intentional marriage. Have a great day.